0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Four Goats in a Mic podcast. This is episode 15 with Auntie Aisha, Aisha Selden. Auntie, can you introduce yourself? Tell everybody why you're so dope, who you are, what you do.
1: Thank you. I don't, I don't know if I'm all that dope, but um, I'm, um, I'm out here just trying to preach the good word about owning some shit. Um, I'm, um, I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my day just um, on social media trying to encourage the culture to just own some assets. Um, very rarely do people in our culture have the opportunity to be exposed to folks who are talking about owning some shit. So I am that person in people's lives. You will never say you came across me or my socials and didn't hear why it's important to make sure that you step your game up when owning some an assets.
0: And can you, plug, can you plug your book and your website and where people can find you and hang out with you and what services you have that you can help them
1: out with? Yeah, so I mean, I mean I've a really, really short, like quick, alternative to um the trashy ass richard robert kiyosaki i don't even know the, the tr- his name um i wrote <laughs> an alternative yeah I wrote richard dick um i wrote uh an alternative to his book which is really just about mindset um it's the it's the book that most of us should have read when we were much younger early uh, early investors talking specifically about um what wealth looks like the things that we should think about i believe that Um, mindset is the genesis of wealth creation. So I talk a little bit about that in um, in my book, Mud to Millions. You can buy it on Amazon. It's mud, the number two millions, Um, or you can read it on my digital site, cheaper than you can buy the hard copy on Amazon. So you can buy it on my website, mudtomillions.com. I'm on socials at Aisha Selden on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, Selden has no H or an O. So it's Aisha, A-Y-E-S-H-A-S-E-L-D-E-N. Um, and other services i do offer consults i do probably i don't know a, a couple dozen of them a month um i've been doing them since mid-january and probably will do them at least until january of 2021 i'll see how that goes that's been just like kind of a cool way for me to get some extra cash to pay down some of my um my mortgages on my rentals. so um, so I do the consults, you can read my book, you can see me on socials, um, and i got a ton of podcasts out there for free. One of, the favorite, one, of the, one of my favorite ones I recently did outside of this one, which I'm sure is going to be my, my, also my favorite, um, I did uh, one on his and her money podcast, and that's probably one of my favorite ones. They were just really good, cool folks, asked a lot of great questions, uh, so that's something that people can listen to if they're looking for more information on me as well.
0: Awesome. So we'll link everything she mentioned in the show notes, descriptions, even the other podcasts for y'all to check out with her. Um, I think bees has the first question for you.
1: Shoot bees.
2: So uh, what's one random fact that nobody knows about you, something that mm. you don't talk about online, some that you have not said in another podcast, like
3: mm. have not tweeted, nothing.
1: Mm. Wow. Bees. Wow. Um, so I'm, you know, so so I'm pretty private. These you probably know more about me than, than most folks on so, social. Um, right now, don't, don't drop nothing. You don't want nothing drop. No, 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 no. You ain't gotta worry about that. Um, what's one thing that like? I don't know. I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge foodie. Like a big, big foodie. Like food is um, probably like I love food. Probably, and I think I, I think I said this one, one somewhere, somewhere before. I wasn't on social. Like, I have a, a relationship with food that's probably stronger than some of my close relatives. I love to eat. Like, that is, like, it's probably one of my favorite things to do. Like, literally, if you look at pictures of me throughout the year, one year I'm fat, one year I'm not fat. I mean, I'm never thin. I'm either fat or not fat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I really, uh, Like, I mean, it's, I literally work out um, four or five times a week just to be not fat. Like that's that's the goal. I don't like. I don't want to be thin. I don't want to be LA thin. Like that ain't that ain't in the cards. I eat way too much for that. so I don't think most people know that. Oh, and I'm short. I'm hella short. I mean, you'd have you'd have to know me to to know that. I like I like basically got in in get like most people's pockets. I mean, I'm I'm five two maybe like you know. You like what's what's short? Because I'm short, like five one and three quarters. Oh right, yeah. I'm like <laughs> on my ID though. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm five, I'm five two in my ideas as well. I might be I might be five one, and my I mean my mom's little, so I have made it past her. She's my mom's four four eleven, so I don't think um, anyone's shorter than Jazz though. <laughs> i like about to say that Holly Jazz is like right size.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, watch that! First of all, me and Tara are the same height. So y'all need to kill that. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. So oh, I got right. right. like already, a braid on you, dude. Yeah, when when I met Jazz in Bali, I was like, she was much shorter than what I thought. She looked taller in pictures, so I was
4: surprised. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn.
1: Listen, that's all right. Short, short girls get it. We all right. Hey, you know
4: what? We stand on our money. We knob too, so and we might have <laughs> <Bad.
0: laughs> I have a question. What is something you think? Um, kids coming out of high school should know, like the number one thing they need to know and understand about getting their finances and stuff in order?
1: I think the one thing the kids should know coming out of high school today is that college is not required. Like you do not have to have a college degree to get it. Um, Quite frankly, based on the cost of college, um, I think those student loans that people come out of college with today are like a modern day slavery. It's, it's, it's offensive. It's um. It's ridiculous. It is not. I mean, I, like I look at and people. People were like clowning me um, six months ago or whenever when I posted that post about me being able to do whatever I want and people felt I I I said in there that, um, my mom's uh job paid for me to go to college and people were like took that off. I'm like nigga, it costs twenty thousand dollars. To go to temple like when I went like it it it's, it's not it's not like it called like she paid it wasn't an home. arm and a leg yeah exactly yeah. if I if I had that twenty thousand um, dollar student loan on my back it it would have been paid off in like three to four four years anyway so it's not like um you know I got some two hundred thousand dollar um scholarship or something crazy like that. So I empathize with, um, with kids today, like the, the cost of college has gone up far beyond just the average cost of inflation. So I would tell high school kids today, I mean, when you think about it, does the average 17 or 18 year old today know like what they even want to do with the rest of their lives so they figure they take two three years of like a ton of student loan debt figuring out like oh shit i i I shouldn't be an english major or like i don't like science you know so they they rack up all of this debt and then realize that they didn't even know what they wanted to do to begin with so i'd say just spend some time maybe like exploring um industries maybe like intern with um with someone who's a business owner maybe go to a trade school instead um, I'd say like explore other options, other opportunities before you put that student loan um, noose around your neck. So I got a question with that to go kind of go along with what B said. Um,
4: so if you could do it all over again, would you uh, go to Temple again? Or do you think you would uh, take your advice like you did now and maybe intern with a business or, you know, get kind of take some time to learn yourself first?
1: Um honestly, I wouldn't do anything differently. Um, one, because school was free for me. So I mean, mm-hmm. I was in a very different position. Um, if it cost, you know, if I if I had to come out of school today with $70,000, $80,000 worth of student loan debt, yeah, I would certainly explore what else was out there. I mean, I'd probably possibly like, I don't know, sell real estate. I'd sell something. I mean, I, I did telemarketing when I was in high school. I was really good at it. I was good at sales. Um, you can make a ton of money if you can sell and talk to people. If you can be a good marketer, if you can build, build rapport with people. I mean, you can, like, if you can pound them phones, you can, you can do virtually anything and don't need a college degree to do it. So if I didn't have a free education sitting in front of me, which it would have been crazy for me to not take advantage of, um, then sure, I absolutely would have done something different. But I mean, given the fact that I had tuition reimbursement, my mom's a nurse at Temple, so my sister and I both went to school for free. So, but if that wasn't on the table, um, I'd encourage, like, I'd encourage a bunch of other things to explore first, especially if you could, like, get out there and talk to people.
4: If you had kids, or if you plan on having kids, are you going to push them to go to school?
1: No, I definitely would not push my kids. Like, you want to go to college, or I get, like... You can do that or not. I mean, quite frankly, unless my kids wanted to do something like a, like in STEM, um, you know, if they wanted to go like to law school or something like that, um, otherwise, don't go to college. I mean, my niece, for example, she's um, my niece is twenty six. Uh, she graduated from Westchester University. She does not make anywhere near enough to support herself and pay her student loan debt. Mm-hmm. So I pay her stu- I pay her student loans. So you know, looking at looking at my niece, that would be my kid. Like you know. Not to say that she she effed up going to college. I mean, fortunately she's got a great mom and she's got a, a rich aunt who can pay for her student loan debt, And not everybody <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's in that same, um that same financial position. So I wouldn't make my kids go to college. And I think that like the, the the next generation is finally starting to see that it doesn't require that bachelor's degree to get what you want out of life.
4: What's your feelings on paying for your kids to go to school? Like if they were hell bent on going to college but didn't get any like assistance, financial assistance, would you be okay with
1: paying? You know, I mean, I think for for the parent, it depends on how well off they are financially. So to the extent that you are at a disadvantage in your own retirement, because you are paying for your kid to go to college, hell no, they like, they better figure (laughs) it out, they better, they better get a GI bill, they better like hand handle, like whatever they got to do um but it, like, it, it would be like, like for me and and i could i could pay for my kids to go to college for me to just say no i'm just not going to pay it when i could afford to do it and live my very best life um i if they wanted to go i would i would pay for it but i'm in that financial position very few americans are in the position right. to pay for their kids college outright and then still be able to have you know and, from, and, and i mean i coach to people all the time i mean you can You can borrow for school. You can't, like, borrow your way through retirement. Retirement? Yeah, you retired 65, and you possibly could live until your 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, that could be a long-ass, hungry retirement (laughs) if you done done used all your money to pay for your kids to go to college. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you made a good investment and they take care of you, but I wouldn't want to rely on that as a parent.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. So I want to go into like what you said about, you know, you don't really believe in getting all these student loans. I say the same thing, like anything over 40 K is really pushing it with student loans like you can get a good degree if you do two years community college and then do the last two years with um, something that's in state, a public school, public school in state. Right. Yep. like You can come out with less than 40K in loans, like unless you're a doctor, but even doctors like I, I, I don't care. I don't really think it's worth it. A lot of these doctors come out with like 300, 400, 500,000 in debt and yep. like the interest rate, you know, you have to get a private loan to to even cover that. So the interest yep. rate is insane. Like, there, it, it's like, just like you said, it's modern day slavery. I don't believe in it. I think that you shouldn't do anything over 50K max of student loans. Like, that's like a, a new nice car. That's like a new BMW, maybe yep. like a used E-Class or something, or a used 5 Series, you know. So that's something that you could pay off. But like, shit, a mortgage worth of student loans debt? Mm-mm, that's not worth yeah. it. You need to find yeah. something else.
1: But you know, it's funny, and you brought up a really good point. I, I actually told a friend of mine, um, her son was graduated from high school, a very good friend of mine, I said, listen, the best path for him is to do two years at community, and then once he gets an, an associate's degree, then transition on to a four-year, I mean, it, it. I might as well have told her, like, kill your son, like, you know what I mean, like. The way she looked at me, like um, she community. Was like, yeah, she, she was offended. She I was <laughs> offended, like community. Like I'm like, what's the what, what's the who problem? Cares? Who, ca- who cares? Who cares? It, it if doesn't you, say it, community college on the bachelor's degree. Like, <laughs> no, that, that, yeah, that was cares? my voice. Yeah, who cares? Save save all of that money, get you a two year degree, and then transit. So, but like most people, there's there's some sort of like stigma with with going to a community, but like I I don't I don't get it. Like all you really want is the paper. Um, your job is not going to care that you did two years at community for like it's it's so yeah but I mean I I think that um, I think for so long particularly in the black community we were taught that college is your only way out right so and and the people who were, yeah yeah college yep. is sp- or sports yeah so that was <clears throat> we were told that that's our only way out of poverty that's our only way but but the narrative has changed things have changed I mean it's much more expensive now to go to college. Um, and jobs are not as readily available, uh, for us after we come out. So I have a question. What's up? Do you think that,
0: or I'm of the mindset that, um, everyone black should at least have a side hustle, whether they have a nine to five job or whether they're doing the entrepreneurship thing on their own, they should at least have two to three ways to have money coming in. How do you feel about side hustles and, you know, revenue streams?
1: I mean, the numbers don't lie. <clears throat> um, black people are the first to be fired and the last to be hired, right? So if you look at our average pay compared to our white counterparts with the exact same backgrounds, degrees, resume, if you look at all that stuff, they make significantly more on average than we do. And then when the shit hits the fan, we're the first ones to be let go. So if you're relying exclusively on a, on your nine to five as a black person and then I'd even go as far as say a person of color um you got to do what you got to do so you absolutely should have a side hustle because if you're relying exclusively on the man uh for your paycheck that could get real dark and cold um when layoffs come I mean it doesn't even have to be a COVID situation it could be just furlough or layoffs or the company's not doing as well we're the first to be let go you need to have something else to fall back on so I absolutely think that you should have i in in my mind, I kind of have like this um this three legged stool that that everyone should have um you know and 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 a nine to five can be you know a part of this, but I think that everyone should have a business everyone should have stocks, and everyone should have um real estate that's real estate. that's my that's my perfect like three legged stool um and I, I like it for the diversification of the income streams i like it for if, the, if stocks aren't doing well, I've got real estate, which is kind of balancing out, out. Balancing it out, we call that a hedge. Um, you know, if my business is suffering, I've got possibly income coming in from dividends. So, so I like a trifecta. Um, and I mean, if you got a nine to five, I would still be working on that three-legged stool. Make it a four-legged stool. <laughs> Make it a foe. I had somebody. That's somebody what I comment, have. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody commented today. They were like, um. You know, at first, like my plan was to quit my nine to five, but I'm like, now I'm like, fuck that! I want it all. Give me my nine to five. Give me that four hundred one k. Give me them stocks. Give me, um, (laughs) give me, you know, some rental property. And I'm like, yes, like that's. And I talk all the time, like because so many gurus tell people, like. You should be trying to quit your job as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, hate wow. that shit. Yeah, wow. I hate oh, that. No, no. <laughs> but
4: your your W two your W two is your more buying power at the bank. Like if I didn't have yep. my W two, yeah. I couldn't go to the bank and get nothing, and then I couldn't personally yep. guarantee anything for my business. So it's like yep. you need People that nine to five check. They don't, they don't <laughs> they get don't.
2: that. All they all they see is like, okay, I can have my business credit and that's it. I can do no. this and that's it. Like, but people don't realize, like, yo, if you don't have that W two, you aren't getting the you aren't getting the house. Like, it's right. not happening. Like now, <laughs> the happened. the requirements are so strict. You have to have like two years worth of um two years worth yep. of your 10, 1099 income yep. that you yep. need to be paying through payroll, not owner draw mm-hmm. payroll like and you need to have like for real estate you need to have uh if it's investment i think what is it 12 months worth of that rent or 12 months worth of that mortgage in the bank a lot of people don't have that in reserves you don't have that like but if you have a w-2 oh okay just send us your w-2 for the past two years and thank you that's it like you can get a loan that's three four five times what you make a year. yep
4: and if you got the w-2 and the business then they can just give you whatever the fuck you want when you go to the bank. So <laughs> yep. Yep. keep both. Exactly. <laughs> so I think you. for both. a lot of people, though, the reason why, I mean, I don't agree with the gurus on quit your job as soon as possible. But for a lot of people, because I was the same way. And so I was like, fuck that. I want to keep my nine to five and, you know, have my side hustle. But it was more so I wanted the Jazz freedom. That's probably fuck. seen the light. I wanted the freedom of like being able to do whatever the fuck I want when I want to do it. And that's a lot of people's like hang up with like having a job and then trying to do a side hustle. At some point, you're going to get to a point where it's like, man, fuck this job. Like it's taking up too much of my time or I don't feel like Mm -hmm. going into the office today or whatever, or telling them I need these days off. It's more so like a freedom thing. Uh, So I, I guess my question for you um, is like how, like, if you had a consult with someone and they were like, you know, I'm really just trying to quit my job because I want the freedom of being able to do what I want, mm,
1: yeah, freedom. <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: yeah, because I, I, I know that that's really the the biggest thing for a lot of people, they really just want to, you know, everyone fantasizes or glorifies entrepreneurship, and in a lot yeah. of people's minds, it's just I do what I want when I want and I still get paid. Yeah. That's about
1: this. <laughs> You know, I, <laughs> me like, too. I, I feel like you have to give me a very strong, compelling case of where you are financially to, to make that leap. Um, like, it's entirely different if you say to me, I literally see my therapist just because going into my office is just that bad for me. Like, my mental health is at risk because I hate this fucking job so much. Like, okay, great. Let's come up with an accelerated plan to get you the hell out of here. because Nothing, <laughs> nothing is worth your mental health. But if exactly. it's because right. it's, it's, it's cute or because it's like, you know, it, it, like I get, I get to spend more time tweeting about like how I can be here and there and I can, I, I can be in Miami and I can be in Atlanta, like, honey, get over yourself and just, you know, and go take your ass to work. You know what I mean? You know, it's, especially, especially if your job gives you like some sort of flexibility to like kind of be at work, but like doing whatever the hell you want to do anyway. You know what I mean? Like if right. some 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 jobs, they like they hound you. They they like they want to like you get a ten minute break. You know what I mean? Like where well, you at the to cooler too long. You know what were you doing? To, you know were you like like how many? Like so there there's some jobs where I get it. Like you have to get out of there. But if it's really just because it seems cool to be an entrepreneur because most entrepreneurs will tell you it's not as cool as it looks like when you're in the trenches, all. In this, you know, yeah, you start thinking, yeah, it's like this, this shit is hard. It's a lot of work. And then, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a lot more to entrepreneurship that most people don't see and the gurus don't advertise. Um, but you know, yeah. So
0: I, I wanna, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about that because that was one of my biggest mistakes is I had an easy ass office manager job for a medical device company. It looked great on the resume. They didn't give me any problems. I probably had like two, three hours of work a day and then I could have gotten paid to like work on my side hustle, learn. My old mm-hmm. boss would have paid for any certification I wanted. Like he loved me. And I was so obsessed with like four hour work week, work right. from home, work from <laughs> your pajamas. And it wasn't until a year after I left um, where I realized like, goddamn, taxes are expensive private health insurance is expensive. I don't have like (laughs) any investment options. Um, you know, it's, it was, it was really expensive to actually leave and like cut off, you know, a five figure revenue stream to chill pretty much in an office all day. And so I think like what a lot of these like gurus and people online don't teach is like to be strategic with your job. Like, work corporate through your 20s and save and stack and skill up and build your side hustle. And then in your 30s, think about leaving. But like, when I look back, there was nothing I was doing in my 20s that was worth me leaving that job and like cutting off that revenue stream that I had and the benefits also.
4: Yeah, like why would leave benefits, money and experience on the table? Why make it harder on you then you have to like, cause most entrepreneurs I know starting out, they don't have health insurance. They don't have benefits or anything. Something happens to them. They need to take time off. That's money out of their pockets, yep. you know? So for me personally, like I have health insurance, I have dental insurance, I have all this stuff. Like they take care of everything. If I was to drop dead tomorrow, my union is going to pay my family a significant amount of money. And then, you know, maybe federal, I've got health insurance plans, life insurance plans. Like this is all paid for through my job. My little sister is in college right now because I'm in the union and they're paying for her to go to college. So why would I quit this job when I can let all of my siblings go to school for free? You know, like yeah. the benefits of having a nine to five, it's so much more than just a steady paycheck. You know, because when you want to like I just said earlier, when you want to go to the bank and do anything or you want to apply for a credit card, or you want to get that Amex, you haven't had a job in six months, you don't have any income coming in. Amex is not going to give you that even the most basic mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. Chase is not going to give <laughs> you a credit card. You might be able to get a Capital One secured card, but you're gonna to have to get them three hundred dollars and they're gonna give you a three hundred dollar limit. <laughs> so that's that's how it goes. I've been different. there before, it's
1: that was like my first credit card.
4: <laughs> so my first what's the card. difference between like if I started a business and I just paid myself as an employee? How different is that from me having a nine to five and still getting those benefits? Well, if you, that you I pay yourself, yourself as pay an employee, technically you have a you have a you have a paycheck stuff. But yeah,
2: most you have people don't do that though. Still, but- yeah. Most people don't do that. The, they, what they don't do it. They literally, cause you know, I just found this out recently. They literally just transfer money from the business account to themselves. You need to pay yourself as a W2 employee, not 1099 and mm-hmm. not nothing like that. Not W-2. an owner's draw. <laughs> yeah. Not an owner's draw. You need to pay yourself as a W2 employee. So, and then if you aren't paying yourself enough as a W2 employee, like, okay, you're paying yourself 500 a month. Like most businesses don't make money until like what three years in. So, mm-hmm. If you aren't paying yourself enough, like, let's say you're paying, let, right, let's say you're paying yourself $1,000 a month, that's $12,000 a year, 2000 a month, 24000 a year, like, you still aren't anywhere near, like, any kind of salary that's going to help you get any type of loan, right? So I think what a lot of people need to do before they quit their jobs is just, they need to um, analyze, like, what type of income do you really need? to To replace where you're at right now, like I think you can grind it out and get the income that you're getting from your job and create some type of stable cash flow coming in every month before you decide to quit.
0: I like the three times rule. Like I quit yeah. at double, I could have hung in. I could have hung in there much. Longer. Probably one more
3: year, at least one no, more year. I,
0: I left at twenty five, uh, twenty three, twenty four, because I like I doubled my income very quickly with my side hustle but again like I wasn't listening to people (laughs) who were black and in our culture and who knew what was up I was listening to like the tech bros the white guys I was working for and they're like quit your job side hustle four-hour work week all that bullshit and I feel like I really stunted my growth leaving my job and my position as quickly as I did like it felt good to say I was able to do it but looking back six years now I'm like shit That could have funded (laughs) everything I was doing, team, audience, ad spend. Like I really, I probably screwed myself out of becoming a millionaire years, you know, years earlier. You know, than it than it's gonna actually happen because I wanted to jump the gun and I didn't have anybody to sit me down and be like, look, look about, look at this long term. Like you're super smart. You don't have debt. (laughs) You don't have tuition or loans to pay back. Like you're debt free. You have all this time, you know, to really work this job and get what you need out of it. Here's the strategy that you need to follow. If someone would have broken it down for me like that, I'd probably still be at that job, chilling, coasting, collecting my check for two or three hours of work a day and like having (laughs) the other shit go and take off. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. So I was listening to this guy on YouTube a couple days ago and he was talking about how he didn't quit his job. He has like, I have this goal in mind. I'm not going to quit my job until the money that I'm making on the side in my business is equal. not he says two times the amount of that I'm making in my job or whatever. So he's saying like, if I'm making, you know, I was making 60 K a year, that means I need to be making 120 K a year consistently in my business, you know, after my expenses and everything before I quit my job. And at first when he said, I was like, dang, that's like, that's a little extreme. And he said he had to do that consistently for like, you know, six months to a year. To prove to himself, okay, I can leave my W two. I can take care of my own health insurance for me and my family, blah, blah blah. So I want to hear you guys' opinion on that.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, Aisha, what did you do before you quit your job?
1: Yeah, I still got okay, my I job. Got, next question. I, like, I, I, still I still, got. I, job,
2: I, right? That's what I'm yeah, thinking. So, yeah, you are. You still have it, and a lot of people don't know that. Like you, got yeah. yeah. Her job. It.
4: Make sure y'all hear that. I you still, got still her. working job. for the man? You still I, working so, for the
1: man? So so I say I say that all the time, but it's not as cut and dry as it, as it sounds that I, I still have my job. So my firm that and I literally work for the same firm that I came I started working for right of, right out of college. My firm is one of the few firms that allows you to have two you can go either one of two tracks. You can either stay in the employee channel or you can take what you've built, the client base you've built, and become a franchise. So I was like, all right, cool. So six years ago, I left the employee channel and went to the franchise side. So it's kind of like yeah, I still got my job, but yeah, I'm technically self-employed. So it's I kind of got an honor employee basically. So I'm 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 not an I'm not an employee at all. I mean everything is um I get no I pay my rent. I pay for my assistant. I have no benefits. I have no mm-hmm. you know I don't have any health insurance. The four hundred one k that I have is one that I started for me and my staff. So mm-hmm. I get I mean kind of think about it like um, McDonald's has some uh branches that are corporate owned and some are most but most are franchises
4: my mm-hmm. firm works mm-hmm.
1: works the exact same way so you're, a a fran- franchise. you're like a dunkin
4: donuts franchise
1: basically, ba- basically yeah yes yeah, so everything the out bra- of pocket the brand yeah but everything i pay for everything i pay my rent i pay my expenses mm-hmm. overhead like everything so it, you know so I, I say all the time no, i still have my job and i do but at the same time i get all the benefits of being an owner my you know my, mm-hmm. my payout rate is is more than double what the employees get. Um, I get all the benefits of write-offs. So I had, you know, I get to pick and select my own staff. So I get all the benefits of ownership, but I still get the corporate umbrella of support and, you know, branding and advertising and, and all yeah. that stuff. Because you're technically so, still
4: under your old company.
1: Correct. Correct. Okay, yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah.
4: Yep. 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 So, like you know, how many hours do you
2: put in? doing your franchise now like how many hours is that because you don't really talk about that like how much work is it now that you your are a franchisee versus an employee
1: yeah i mean quite frankly no stock broker and that's what i actually do my franchise i have a, a practice of a clients um once you've been in a business for 10 plus years like we, we don't really work that much i mean like the stock market's going to do its thing i mean you're our jobs are basically to educate clients on making good decisions like no don't like literally I spent a big chunk of March I worked more in March than I have probably in 10 years like I was like god damn it I'm working like I you know I'm, I'm tired <laughs> is that because it was drop? making moves That's was because a drop in the market? people people mm-hmm. panic yeah people are scared I mean most of my clients are older so I was literally getting those like should we sell like should we I mean because we've been in a, in a we've been in March we'd been in an 11 year bull market run so even though 2008 2009 was kind of a distant memory of this I mean it was like people were like you know what's happening so to see see the stock market drop that much that quickly um I did have to work then but my average my average work week I mean you know I probably work maybe 10 hours a week maybe
2: that's bag talk right there so like big bag so, talk
3: <laughs>
4: right right
2: <laughs> Right, that's big bag talk. So, when people were saying, like, they were calling you asking if they should sell, like, you were telling them to buy, right? Because I know on Twitter, you had put a chart on Twitter and it was like a downtrend and then it was yep. an uptrend. I guess it was from the 2008 crash. Yep. And yep. you were like, just keep buying, just keep buying, just keep buying. Did you tell your clients to keep buying? Because I know, like, when you were saying that, it made me open up my M1 account and I was like, all right, let me start buying now. I was like, I'm going to just start buying every week. The only part yep. where I messed up was I didn't I didn't take a large amount of money um and put it into the market like how you recommend like people should do. Like, hey, take a large amount of money, start when it's going down, then keep buying. So is that what you recommended your clients too?
1: So most of my clients are either retired or pre-retirees. So for them, it wasn't so much take capital and buy into the market because they're they're most of them are already retired. It was really just um responding to them trying to hit the panic button on selling so you know most of them were i mean they you know they get nervous i mean i've never in 20 years seen the stock market fall that much that quickly i mean i think it did it dropped more than 30 percent in like three weeks so for me it was just really trying to give them guidance on why it didn't make sense to sell the interesting thing was you know just trying to remind them of remember 2008 2009 it came back, it's just a matter of when. I didn't know it was gonna come back that quickly. I don't think anyone did. When it dropped that much in March, nobody knew that it would be a very yeah, quick b-, yeah. b It was like a, 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 a yeah. very quick B-shape recovery. Nobody knew that was gonna happen. So it was literally, it was like don't sell.
3: Snapback.
1: Yeah, don't yep. sell, don't panic. It'll come back, it always has. So, you know, on, on Twitter, and I try to be fairly um, generic in the advice that I, well, generic in the content that I put out, I should say. Um, you know, dollar cost averaging, for example, is a very general financial concept. Where if the market's dropping, um, it generally makes sense to begin a dollar cost average strategy. Like, you know, people people ask all the time, and you see it on social media. What do you think the stock is going to do today or tomorrow? I have no idea. I have no idea what the stock market, what if, wait, what the particular what the stock market's going to do, or a particular stock's going to do any particular day, any particular week. I've learned over 20 years. Um, my crystal ball is not that clear nobody's crystal ball is that clear what i can tell you is in 20 years it'll probably be up in 10 years it'll probably be up from where it is today what it'll where it'll be next week who the hell knows?
2: right right so what do you think about everybody trying to get like a quick flip like everybody right now is like all right i want to put my money in and double it in the stock market in like a week because of the option traders and just because just in general like because tesla's been moving like crazy like Tesla is up four hundred percent, four hundred fifty percent in the past what four or five months. So wow. it's like, what do you think about that? Like, I, I I think that people should not be looking at the quick quick flip and look at the long term horizon.
1: Agreed, agreed. I mean, I think that um, I think that it's it's kind of scary. I'm I'm I love the fact that people are. Excited about investing. I love the fact that people are talking about it. I love the fact that people who would otherwise not be talking about stocks or investing or Tesla or whatever are are curious and wanting to make money. Um, but the stock market is not designed for quick flips for quick money. Um, and I think that people are making money now, but they could very easily start losing. And I think it's also important to note that people don't talk about those L's on social media. You know, particularly the options traders. People, everybody, like people post the wins, they post the gains. People don't post those L's. So. I think that um, I think that people need to be really careful about trying to rush into stocks that have gone up so much so quickly. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I, I've talked about it on social media. These like the best time to buy a stock is not when everybody's buying it; it's when everybody's not buying it. Like where people were these same people talking about buying Tesla back in March when the market was plummeting. Like yeah. that's when you yeah that's when they should have been buying it, not after the thing's going up 500 percent or however much it's going up. I mean, I bought it in in April, um, I bought my first buy at 500 pre-split. Um, I mean, you know, people were still scared back in, back in April. We were just coming out of that really bad um, downturn in March. That's when it makes sense to buy. Like when everybody's running out a door, you run in and vice versa. Um, but I think that, that that feels ugly for people, um, but making money in the stock market typically is counterintuitive to survival. Like you should feel uncomfortable um you know you start getting a part you start being a part of that like big wave that big part of that oceanic movement and quite frankly what most people are saying today so here's what most of my colleagues are saying today when you've got like a 67 year old woman or your uber driver asking should i buy tesla that's when you know you're in a bubble like when when everybody's talking <laughs> yeah. about something that's when you know it's it's problematic i
4: was just about to say because of everything that's going on right now everybody's like Yo, Tesla's so cheap today. Tesla's so cheap today. I'm like, everybody's talking about Tesla. They was like, yo, $2,000 last week. Now it's like $400. We should all buy Tesla. And I'm like, I'm going to just go ahead and stay away for that. It might pull back and then I can get it for a little bit cheaper because everybody's talking about it. Why is my grandmother talking about Tesla? My grandma don't even be in the stock market. She lives on the 401k life, <laughs> you know? So I, I, that's my sentiment exactly like the way exactly how you explained it you know people just need to kind of like when everybody else is talking about it you know you can you keep know. your eye on it but don't put your money into it you know wait till everybody else is not talking about it and it does its pullback thing. Cause, you know bees knows just like i know we lost a lot of money in bitcoin <laughs> damn a lot j- of money, money. <laughs> where'd your buy it we was
3: well, trying we
2: bought a Early, yeah, we were trading like we we got in early. So uh, I got in what at, at uh, sixteen hundred. Tara got in like below a thousand. I got in
4: like I got in like right at a thousand. But I was yeah, yeah. buying stuff online with it because I, that was just like a currency online. I thought it was like a video game currency thing. And Bees was like, "No, no, no, you got to trade this stuff." And she had like a yeah, whole yeah. thread, and then I started trading it, and then we started making money. So then we started trading more like crazy options traders, <laughs> and yeah, then we, we started we losing a money.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we made a ton, we but lost. when it we crashed, oh! When it crashed, we ooh. lost a lot. Like I was thinking about it, I was like man, if I would have sold, like I remember my account was up two fifty at one point, two fifty I was up,
1: and I had all only in, put in maybe like twenty five thousand. Was it all Bitcoin, or was it like some of the different currencies? It was. It, it was. It was
2: the different currencies. It was like okay. I was. I was into a bunch of ICOs, which is basically the equivalent of an IPO. So, mm-hmm. like, I was up to two fifty off of, like, yep. 25000 maybe. Maybe. Yep. It might have been less than that. And, like, ooh, we lost. I remember one day I lost $50,000 in one day. I remember I that like, day.
4: You screenshot the this Delta is crazy. app. I almost cried. Yeah, I, I almost lost 50000
2: in one
0: day. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I about that, though. Yeah. How has losing that much money made you a better entrepreneur and risk taker, or just smarter with how you run business now?
4: Most people yeah. would have been. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let Aisha know. answer that.
0: Yeah, I'll let Aisha yeah. answer that. I mean, me, it's um, like.
4: But she going. got some
1: experience in the market for real, for real. Yeah. See, see, my L's, um, and I, I wasn't in any um, digital currency. I've never bought any digital currency, but my L's were in like, um, like stocks back in the day, mostly like tech stocks, like. XM Satellite Radio, Sirius Satellite Mm -hmm. Radio, like back in the early 2000s. Um, What that taught me was to be a more disciplined investor. So it taught me that like this get money, get rich quick stuff in the stock market just doesn't work. So a lot of the disciplines that I have today, um, a lot of the disciplines that I stick to, in fact, Tesla has been the most undisciplined recent purchase I've made in quite some time. So the disciplines I have now, um, I I stick to, and I stick to fairly, fairly aggressively. I would have, I, I would be significantly wealthier if I didn't have some of those disciplined Well, I don't know, maybe it's probably saved me from a lot of mistakes too, but like I didn't buy Amazon for a long time because it just didn't hit my, my key metrics. I mean, the, the PE ratio, was just way too high on it. Um, and I didn't buy it for a long time. Tesla I bought. And the reason I say it was undisciplined is because I tend to buy companies that have a very low PE. I like them to pay a dividend, although that's not necessarily a requirement. But when I bought Tesla, um, it was not even yet fully profitable for a year, which means it didn't even have a PE ratio yet. So, um, I mean, it was a it was a good move. But I, I like. So, what's PE for people that don't know? So basically, that's the price to earnings ratio. So, okay. if you're looking at if you're looking at um, a stock when you're when you're stock at there's a bunch of different like numbers you'll see on there. You'll see like the current trading value. You'll see the high and the low of the day. You'll see the 52 week high and low. You'll see the market capitalization but one one of the other most important metrics that you'll see on there actually two of them one is the yield that's the dividend so that's what it pays to um uh to its shareholders and then you'll see like a p slash e and that's the p e ratio um and on a stock the lower the p e the better um and you okay. typically want to compare uh companies in their industry so you wouldn't compare apple's p e for example to walmart's p e and say well you know Apple's is, low. I mean, they're, they're two completely different industries. So technology stocks, for example, you wanna look at all of their PEs. Um, and the, typically the one with the lower PE is typically the better value. Um, and you wanna look at like, if you're looking at retail, you look at their PEs if you're looking for value. So um, Tesla at the time I bought it, like if there's like a, a, a slash or nothing there for, the P, for a PE ratio, that means that the company has not yet been profitable for a full year. So for me, for a company like that's literally not making a profit they're not making money that to me is a significant risk um the reason i was okay and comfortable with buying tesla is because and i, I predicted right that they would hit two more additional uh, quarters of profit which would make them fully profitable for a year because they'd already hit two and i you know i just i happen to be right in the speculation plus um you know i've been following a bunch of folks on, on Twitter who'd been talking about the company, talking about the revenue, talking about the direction of the company. So I started doing more research and digging. But um, t- to answer the original question, um, those elves taught me my disciplines that, that have, have kind of governed how I make my decisions.
4: All right. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about like your childhood. I remember a long time, probably wasn't that long ago, but I remember you tweeted something and it went viral. and You got like so much shit for it. And it was basically, you were just talking about how you were brought up and how it was different um, and kind of made you who you are today. So what would you say, like, what was the one thing that, you know, your mom or relatives or someone in your family or someone close to you um had you doing maybe at age like 10 or 12 or something that your peers weren't doing or or maybe it wasn't even that young but like at what point in your life when you think about it now where you where you realize like this is what set me apart from everyone else
1: um you know I think there's 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 two things that kind of um define my life um actually there's a few things that define my life my mom played an integral role in all of them but um, I talked about this a little bit on a, on a podcast I did recently, but my mom was really, really good. We lived in a really, really rough neighborhood of South Philly. We called it Saigon. I mean, I, everybody called it Saigon. It was that rough. Um, and my mom made it a point, even though she was a single mom a nurse and, and worked a ton of hours on her days off on the weekend, she used to take my sister and I, pack us in the car and take us out to a really, really affluent section of like right outside the city. She used to take us to Gladwin, the main line, um, Villanova, where there were like these I mean, the, the, the vast differences in wealth between, like, the poverty that we saw in our neighborhood to, Jesus, this is how people live in real life. And she, and she made it a point where we, you know, we didn't do it every weekend, but um, she wanted to show us, like, this is how people who, like, get it done, this is how, this is how you guys can live um so that was really integral for me because it, it gave me a chance in real life to see like the stuff that you saw on tv i mean we saw that kind of stuff on tv but it, it became real like wow and this this isn't even far from where i live so that was right. one thing that had a huge had a huge impact on um had a huge impact on me another thing that had a huge impact me, impact on me i was always like about my money as a kid like always like it is no surprise to anyone in my family certainly not to me certainly not to my close relatives that I am where I am today, like nobody's shocked. Like, damn, huh? Like Aisha, like nobody's, <laughs> nobody's, like, um you know, shocked that this. Would be, I mean, like, I was that kid that could always keep a buck, right? Um, so it was like super. It was super important to me to figure out how to make more money. And you think, like, back in the eighties, back in the nineties, the most affluent people in in our communities were drug dealers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the the people with the best cars the people with the nicest houses like the people like they sold drugs so i was like all right that's what i'm gonna do like you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I can I, relate. Know, relate i can relate. yeah so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to crack you know because i've seen what that's done in my family but 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 i'll flip i'll flip this weed like you know what i mean like that ain't that ain't never hurt nobody so <laughs> same same so, you know what i mean so so i had I had, um, I had a plan. I was 16. I was working at McDonald's. Um, I was getting money. I was saving my money because I was always a saver and a girl and I at work, we were talking and I was like, all right, we gonna we gonna this is how we want to do it. I had savings. I had like, I had my whole bank account probably had a couple thousand dollars in there. I was like, I'm going to buy it. You take it to school and sell it. And then we just, you know, we split the profits and then we'll just keep re-upping. So my mom came in my room one night. And I hadn't shared this with anybody like, that would have told her. She came in my room one night and was like, whatever you're thinking about doing, don't do it. Like, I don't know what it is, I don't know what's happening. Um, I don't know what you're thinking about doing, but whatever it is, don't do, right? And she do. you reply. Listen, listen, I mean, like, I don't know what, like, I, I know for a fact that that changed the trajectory of my life. Like, I mean, because back in, this was in 90, Bill Clinton was a president. He would have thrown my ass in prison, like he would have thrown my ass in jail, je- like for selling weed. I mean, all the the the, the <laughs> same the same drug that people are making, yeah, make you know, making millions off of legally. Bill Clinton would have thrown my ass in prison, like a whole convict, right? Mother's so.
4: You'd have been yeah, so, running that shit anyway, Auntie. Listen, <laughs> listen, I, she would have got I'd caught.
2: Be, she would have been the next Chapo out
4: here, right? Right.
1: A whole listen. You would have been watching
4: my, documentaries about you,
1: Listen, Look. I would have been a whole Griselda fucking Blanca. I know right. it. I, like, <laughs> so I would have had. a I would. I single handedly took the whole country down. Like so. So I, <laughs> I. I know. I know for a fact that that change the trajectory trajectory of of my life. So I think I think about those things defining me as a kid and defining me as an adult and and just how differently my life could have been um if if those events if my mom hadn't shown me what was possible um or if i had become this this big drug dealer i mean i could like south philly was wild back in the day i mean i could have been shot killed i mean i could have like I, i could have been arrested like i couldn't have a job the job i have today i wouldn't have been able to get um in the securities industry having like a a felony you know for for selling marijuana I mean that would have that would have completely changed my life so I mean it's it's I mean my child like I I love my childhood I wouldn't have done anything differently I love growing up where we grew up I love like the experiences that I've had I mean I wouldn't change a thing but um those events absolutely helped shape who I am
4: did you listen to your mom right away when she was like I don't know what you think you are about to do but you don't need to do it or he I was
1: just like, hey, out of here. I, I, I did. I did. And what I said to her when she said it to me was, I, you know, I kind of played like, "What you talking about? Really? Mm, what, <laughs> like, mm, what guy done told you?" I'm like, you know, I don't know. He, like, he's 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 usually, he's usually spot on, but maybe not this time. I, don't know <laughs> I played, I, I played dumb, but like, no, but I did, I did. I like, I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm that was enough for her to just come in my room. And that's not something that was normal. She had never done that before. And she's never done that since. Um, so I I, like I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as like a sign, Um, which it more than likely was. Wow. And now you got the sun setting on those beautiful windows. Now I've got the first Listen, I, I'd have had the sun setting on my cell. Like, you know. I'm a over different. here and just watching the sunset. <laughs> Barely. You
2: had one little <laughs> ass window. One, one little window. I, I think I think that in the black community, we need to put, like, more importance on not getting felonies. Because, like, if you get a felony... It really holds you out of a lot of important, like, high-paying positions. You're not going to be able to get a government job. You're not going to be able to get a clearance. You're not going to be able to do finances, securities. Like, you can't do that type of work with a felony. So, I mean, I think that we should put a lot more importance on, hey, whatever you do, make sure you don't get no damn felony because this is really going to ruin your life. Like, people don't realize, like, that follows you forever. You can't get rid of that at all. So, I think we should put more importance on
1: it. Mm -hmm. Bees, a quick a quick story on that. Um, A friend of mine, um, and I used to shoplift a lot as a kid. I mean, I'm from the hood, like you know what I mean. Like I I stole. Um, So (laughs) a a friend of mine used to shoplift um, when we were in high school. She did it. She did it in college. She got caught shoplifting at I think it was a Walmart at like 18 and like whatever the age is that you you don't want to get caught. She got caught at that age, Um, and she could not get hired by my firm because of like shoplifting as a college kid in Walmart like she couldn't get her securities registration so yeah, it's I mean, something like, so
2: small like something, something people don't so think
1: about yeah like mm-hmm. stealing, stealing as a kid in college at Walmart and maybe she just turned 21 whatever age you don't want to get caught she got caught at that age but she was in college she went to she was in Penn State um and couldn't get a securities registration because of it like like literally changed her entire life and I mean I'm I'm not saying that she's homeless today as a result of it but the career she wanted she wasn't able to get because of that that thing she had on her record yeah A, a family member
0: I won't specify they couldn't even become a notary in like Washington which is one of the easiest states you don't have to take a test or anything you just literally fill out your paperwork and send it in they couldn't become a notary because of a domestic violence issue where they weren't even convicted of anything they just had it you know, documented in the police report, you know? Wow. So like all these little things and situations that happen that may happen when you're younger in your early twenties, like they're really not worth it down the line. Cause this person's a completely different person now has their shit together, but you know, they can't, they can't get the bag that way because of a mistake they made when they were 20, 21, 22. yeah you want to try and keep your
2: record literally as clean as possible like so if you see anything happening where you think you might get in trouble you need to get the hell out of there just get the fuck out (laughs) like be about your business (laughs) yeah yeah get out of there and make sure you don't get in trouble make sure you don't get a felony or anything on your record that's gonna like taint your name long term so you know what I realized though
0: good friends don't put you in that position or they'll tell you you gotta go right now you need to leave right now like shit's getting real you gotta go call you the car leave get out of here right yep it's always the people who are like you're gonna hop in who you have to be careful of or who are always putting you in some type of like situation or circumstance where you have to defend yourself or uh, like i've never put y'all in any type of position (laughs) to sacrifice anything like y'all gotta go right now no questions asked just leave go and you'd get it, right? But I don't know, I think that comes with like maturity and stuff where I don't ever wanna put somebody in a position to have to sacrifice anything, let alone a bag or like future opportunities or anything. And so for the younger people, I want y'all to be really, really mindful of like who you're hanging out with and what situations and scenarios they're putting y'all in.
2: Yeah, so I I kinda wanna switch it up here. so I know you like to travel. You've you've dropped a little like hints, a little bit of hints of kind of like where you've been in the world. Like what? Where are your favorite places to travel?
1: Hmm. Um, um, I mean, I've been traveling. Like so, I've, I've I've made a point every year for probably. I mean, aside from from this year, for like the last eighteen, nineteen years, to to just go somewhere. Um. I love. Um. A friend of mine just texted me today and said she's moving to Hawaii. I'm there. Maui's one of my favorite places on earth. Um. I have talked about uh I've been to Italy a couple of times. Rome was was nice, but the Canary uh the what is it, the Amalfi coast is um is literally everything. I mean it is it is probably one of the best places I've ever been in my entire life. Um and it didn't it didn't hurt that I traveled there with a friend of mine who was who is like who loves fabulous things. So we stayed in a fabulous hotel. We like did full day private boat trip like I mean it was it was it was it was literally it was stupid I mean it was like disgusting I mean $350 lobster dinner it's kind of disgusting like on uh, the Isla of Capri Bumped I mean it was out. I mean it was it was really disgusting um probably one of Bag the best to talk um I like the Canary Islands uh they're right off the coast of Africa uh I did Tenerife um Greece was pretty cool uh I went to Greece with my sister a couple years ago we did um I did I learned a valuable lesson like make sure that you're like not on one of those islands like the day before your flight or the day of your flight like because you might they might cancel the, the flight from one of those islands back to like where the airport is so we ended up missing our flight that was like a bit of a, a shit show um you know oddly enough I mean I I bought a I bought the place in LA because um I just love being there I mean like you know like of all the places in the world I can go, I'm gonna spend most of my time there. Um where else have I been? Um well, real quick, what you
4: think about the food in Italy? Because personally I think it's disgusting, and I got a whole bunch of shit for that. And I've been to Italy more than more times than I can count. So it's not like i, I was gonna say I had every
3: time
4: like a we meal. talk about food. I've literally been to Italy probably ten plus times, and every time I hate the food. The only thing mm-hmm. I like is the pizza is okay, I guess. It's just one spot that I that I like, they, I like their seafood, but like, the pasta is trash to me. For the <laughs> most part, the pizza isn't good to me. I was um, eating like, like cold cut sandwiches. I got so desperate. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> you know, every time we talk about McDonald's food, Jazz
1: gang banging on Italy. She can't, <laughs> she can't take it. So okay, Roma Rome, I thought the food was just Okay. Okay. Um, right, yeah. The, the, the second trip, the food was actually pretty good. The, the food was good. Like the- that, Back mean, to I, Rome? Was, say that again. The second trip was back to Rome? No, the second trip was back to the Amalfi Coast. So oh, the, okay. Food, okay. the food I thought in that area was, was much better. I thought it was actually really good. Um, my favorite, like I went to, um, where did I go? Where did I go last? Portugal. Portugal has like amazing food, and that was like one of my like, yeah, I I love I love Portugal. And at the time when I went to Portugal, I was um I was vegan, so like I think I think there was a rule when I was there at the time, every restaurant has to have at least one vegan option on the on the like I ate extremely well um in Portugal on a vegan diet. Um, Amsterdam was really fun. I mean like the weed in Amsterdam is is amazing. Um, so those are probably some of my favorite some of my favorite places. There's, I mean, there's a lot of places I haven't been. I have, I haven't been anywhere in, I haven't been anywhere in Africa. I didn't like, um, I didn't like Spain actually. I had
3: a horrible experience that. in Spain. Really? Yeah. That's
1: my yeah. favorite. Wow. No, I, got, I, like, I, I, they, I mean, I, I got everything. I got, I caught everything short of being called a nigger. Like it was like, I know they want to say <laughs> it. Like you want, you want to say it. You want to say it. Oh. Just go ahead and say. It. Like it was, it was, it was there. Like I did not have a good time. I, like I have zero desire to go back. To Spain at all, like, they, they, did we, you go to we're, Barcelona? We're, um, I was in Barcelona, that's where I had the experience. Barcelona.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm we're we're good. I mean, London's London, like, London's just okay to me, like, you know, like, you know, it is what it is, but um, but you know, I, I, I have good times traveling. A good friend of mine lives. Oh, I forgot Dublin. I love Dublin. One of my good friends lives in Dublin, so I go really? to Dublin quite a bit. Just yeah, I Dublin's actually like a lit. cool city. Yeah, yeah like lit. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you go especially if you go during like Christmas. I mean, Dublin's a a very Catholic. Um, I mean, Ireland's a very Catholic country. So in Dublin, like especially around Christmas, they are like they are celebratory. Um, <laughs> right. And you no. Know, like, yeah. No. And like, <laughs> listen. Listen. I am. I, I did not try to try to outdrink them. So Dublin's actually a really a really good town, Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: can't you can't out drink your Europe, uh, europeans as an american no, no way <laughs> no, no, no.
1: aussies
0: and uh people from london or ireland i heard like don't even try it There's, oh I, try
1: forgot, it. I forgot i forgot I, I totally forgot i went to australia i was in not sydney uh <laughs> Mel- melbourne um okay. i did melbourne mm-hmm. five years ago four or five years ago that was cool that was really, really, really cool. I, mean, I heard was
0: worse than Spain with like right, yeah. racism.
1: See, but see, you know, like I guess it just depends, you know, like on who you who you just come across, who, like I didn't have any I didn't have any problems <laughs> at all in Australia. Like Spain, I was like, get me out of here. Like, I mean it was it was so bad, even in the airport. Um uh we were standing in line um in Spain and this guy and his family, they just come get in front of us and we're like we're in line. He's like, yeah, but there's more of y'all than it is of us. I'm like, what? Listen, oh. listen, I'm like, like, I mean, it was it. Spain was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. So you know, and I oh. guess it just you know, it just depends on like who you come across and you know. But I had zero problems in in Australia. Go figure.
0: I felt like that in Bali, like, and it wasn't the locals. It was more so like the French and Italian tourists, where I just felt you like
2: Australians. It's hella awesome. No, yeah, because
0: that's where they go to. That's like they're Miami. Well, well the sure. Aussies weren't that they're bad. The they just got, the Aussies <laughs> just got like really shit faced. But like the Italians <laughs> and the French there were really, really rude and disrespectful to like locals, Americans, everything. Like it was embarrassing how wow. rude they were being. Like Changu, mm. Ubud, <laughs> those were the two areas that I went to. And I was like, I don't love the food. Y'all are assholes. Like, I really have no desire to like actually go back. Bali is my baby. It's terrible. I had a t- Are t- you t-
2: always t- staying on Bali? She got to go to different places. Me and Jazz went to Bali. We had a great time.
0: Where'd y'all go in Bali though? Because like Ubud was nothing but white people oh, doing yoga, <laughs> eating raw yeah, we vegan. Saying- <laughs> you know, I can't do that. And then Changu was a little bit better, but I felt like everybody was like not everybody. Because I'll say like the locals are super nice, super sweet, like super, very amazing, yeah. very amazing, very nice. But it was like the tourists where I was like, how how are y'all going to act worse than Americans? Like, <laughs> that's bad if you're behaving worse than Americans abroad in another country. You know, I was just completely turned off by the tourists and everybody there. Maybe it was the time of year that I went also.
4: I Did you do you find that? When you're abroad and before you open your mouth, people see like your black skin. But then when you open your mouth and they realize you're a black American, then the attitude changes real quick. Absolutely. They Absolutely. That you're not a, a prostitute or somebody poor or whatever the stereotypes <laughs> are.
0: Probably yeah. uh,
4: my, my black people, um, a lot of black women are typically prostitutes.
0: Yeah, my experience <laughs> was super different. Like obviously. I'm very bright, <laughs> you know, as far as like, my skin tone and shit, like I'm damn near translucent. So like I, I recognize and see my privilege there because they would ask me, they wouldn't ask me if I was Asian or American. They'd ask me if I was like Canadian or something I'm like, no, like I'm black. And they couldn't process like <laughs> me being black, tall, long hair, and then Silas. Silas looks tied to them, so they would ask Silas like if he was Thai and stuff. Which you know I understood. You know what? What but do like, Canadian people look like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like it did not process to them that like I I could be African American or mixed. And I feel like in Southeast Asia they don't really have a concept of like mixed race like we do here in the states, right? Like right. you're Asian or you're not Asian. But I'm also right. like five seven and 140 pounds and like shapely right so it just completely threw everybody off and i feel like i know the way they were looking at me was out of curiosity versus like people who are are darker than me right like i could tell the difference and i never saw what i would interpret as disrespect but i did notice like an absolute difference you know between like the interactions and like how nice they were and welcoming versus like other people as well Mm
2: -hmm. So I have a I have another question for Aisha. So so what does your house in LA mean to you? Like to me it seems like, you know, that's your made it, I made it house. Like you're getting it built right now. Spent a lot on the windows, spent a lot on the on the renovation. I know you told me that, you know, you spent a lot of the Tesla profits on the house. So like what does that mean to you?
1: Um I mean it's 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 just really really cool to me to be in a position to be able to do. Like I I I kind of think of myself as like my, my goals have changed. Like when I was that kid that my mom used to drive out to see these like ridiculously sized houses. Like I don't even desire that today. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want like a 10,000 square foot house. Like when I see those houses, I'm like, how much is that damn electric? Here? Like that's a lot, like that's a lot of situations. Um, but I see that I see my LA property as, um, Kind of just like the fruition of all of my work, I see it as my sanctuary, I see it as i mean like I make my money in philly I'll spend my money there, just relaxing so um when i'm there i'm not going to I'm not going to work as much i, I mean I, I work quite a bit in philly because even, even though I may only spend you know i don't know ten hours a week or so dealing dealing with my franchise, um, I still work a lot because I do other stuff I mean I do all of my real estate stuff, I do all of my own property management, I do all of my own, um, you know, tenant, tenant, uh, screening, all that stuff. I do a lot of other stuff. So um, when I'm there, my goal is to just relax and enjoy myself. I'm gonna have a deck right off of my master bedroom with a with a hammock between two palm trees in my backyard. And I'm gonna just spend like a ridiculous amount of time enjoying what I've worked really hard for. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Y'all gotta come out. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a thing. I was gonna say, um, when's the house party? Yeah, when we <laughs> flying out.
4: <laughs> Trying to I'm get
1: out. So I'm right next door,
4: up. so I'm ready. Wait, wait, you, you're in LA? No. no she, I'm more next go. door to you than she is. She's yeah, all the way up in Portland. Portland. Y'all just oh. in the same coast.
1: That's basically next door. <laughs> yeah, 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 you are in Portland. Get you're, to you're, LA in an hour. Y'all gotta come out. Um, I'm gonna. I am gonna have a whole. I'm gonna have a whole thing. So I'm hoping my family can come out for Thanksgiving. I'm hoping it'll be ready by then. Um, But then I'm gonna have something for for y'all to come out and and hang out. It should be it should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it.
4: So what are your thoughts Uh, on? This might be a little personal, but we get a lot of men that come on here and they talk about, you know, how they're like essentially the breadwinners, and I don't see anything wrong with that but it's always like their partner just basically has to be okay with being like a cheerleader so to so to speak so if you were to get in like a serious relationship or i don't know if you are in one now but how do you feel about if your man was like well i want you to kind of like relax on all the hustle you do and let me take care of it
1: that would never happen
3: that would never happen
1: (laughs) Yeah, that. that, that yeah. There, there, there are so many reasons that would never happen. Um, I wouldn't be so, my man, first of all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Um, but I mean, a lot of the men that
4: we come on here, that's all they talk about is how they're the provider. They want their woman, to, you know, you know, sit back and chill in a sense because the they fuck? got it. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah. No, <laughs>
1: um. Um. I mean, I've never. I've never. Um. That's an interesting question. I've never even. I've never even dated anyone who's had more money than I've had. Like, I, 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 see, I, my I, my tweet was right. My tweet was right. Yeah, I, try to I don't. Tell people. I don't. I don't ride shotgun well. I mean, I'm usually the driver. So <laughs> I like that. I, like I can't. I, but that's and that's and that's just who I am. I'm, you know, I've, I've got right. a bit of a type. Of, like I don't even know how I would feel in in that position. Like, did, like, did you just call me a bitch? Like, you know. So I like I can't even. <laughs> I can't even fathom, I can't even fathom <laughs> that, like, that, I, yeah, that's, and I mean, I'm not in a, I'm not in a relationship, but, um, and, and it's largely because I just work too much, um, but yeah, no, I couldn't, you know, I, like, I, I believe in, like, respect and, and, and if that, re, if that works, you know, if that dynamic works in someone's relationship, more power to them, um, that just wouldn't work in mine. More power right. to them. I agree yeah
4: so would you be a, what how do you feel about having a house husband or a house, yeah, <laughs> a house is yeah. that the right word or a, a wife how, well, yeah is that the right word where your man <laughs> could you even a, imagine at no. a house i couldn't imagine that <laughs> um, just off the tweets alone just off the tweets alone just said i just couldn't
1: even imagine that yeah i, I don't a house think bitch? I is that
4: what you asked how do you feel about having a house bitch if he was like "How women be stay-at-home wives <laughs> what do you feel about a stay-at-home husband I must log off. I, cannot do <laughs> I already said a house bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know about that. I mean, that's probably, This is. these are all probably reasons I'm single. Like, these are all probably, um, I mean, why I'm, like, happily single, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no.
4: Absolutely I, I just get sick of me coming on here talking about what their women gotta do, and I just be like, what? <laughs> yeah. why why is that the only <laughs> option to sit back and chill no if you yeah, i mean
0: at me about work like it's an automatic dub like leave me alone about work in business like it is what it is you gotta accept it or walk
1: but, but you know there there are a lot of women who want to do that they they want to play yeah. that role or they want you know that so i mean I guess that's the type of woman that they're looking for. I mean, there are plenty of women who listen, I got the I got the home, I love to bake, I like, lo- you know, whatever it is that people <laughs> do at home. Um and that's cool, you know? Uh, like I don't not know, any, i don't know. like
0: cool. I get it like if you're pregnant or like you had a kid like 1 to 3 years ago, like all right, heal, chill, but like I was bored as fuck being a stay-at-home mom. Like I but feel like you're very you're using brain cells just talking to somebody who could not talk back and was just like vomiting everywhere all the time. Like, no, this is not for me. Nanny me, please, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I'm>, all day. <laughs> but you're, you're you're very you're very different. You know, we're I think we're 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 all cut from a very similar cloth. I mean, but there there are women who who. And I don't knock them. They like they want what they want. They don't want to. They don't want to work. They don't want to. You know, they like or they're. I take that back. I shouldn't say it that way. They're they they consider their work, um, you know, in the home, and that's homemaker. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we right. we we're all we're all built different. Like you know what I mean. Like whatever floats your boat, sis. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like everybody <laughs>
4: everybody has something they hate. And, you know, there's some women that do not like corporate life, and you know, homemaking is what makes them happy. And for me, like, I can't be in the house all day. But then there's times that I, I know people that, that enjoy that. They enjoy just yep. doing everything and, you know, having that. And I feel like everybody has to find what they enjoy. And some people enjoy a mixture of both, you know, working part time and still being part time in the family, you know, the way they have a little time away from the family. So find what you like. We're not knocking what you like. But I can't, I can't stay in the house all day. I'm probably going to have a nanny. I, I like those text
0: uh, notifications with deposits, you know, waking up.
3: I house. like cleaning up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: <laughs> well, actually, I, actually, I like cleaning
2: up. You I like tell, cleaning up? I tell Ari all the time. Yeah, I tell Ari all the time. I was probably a janitor in my past life. Like, I love cleaning toilets. I don't know what the fuck it is about <laughs> <What>? it. <But laughs> now,
4: I mean, I, so I read so somewhere I that that's, tell no. that tells me. You just like the process of taking something. <laughs> from dirty okay. to clean nah. I read that in like a psychology article they're like people I like, that seeing like to clean. someone come in
0: and like paying a little amount versus what I could make in that two three hours and it's like it's clean it's beautiful I didn't have to do shit rich I could make money <laughs> No, you won't you won't catch me scrubbing a toilet like the I like cooking that's my thing I like to cook you know that feels good that's fun but like clean a toilet, I'll be damned.
4: Like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. So, Aisha, I got a question. (laughs) So, um, I always ask everybody this. Uh, Money's not an option. You don't have to work. You know, uh, you don't have to do anything for money or to take care of bills or, you know, worried about anybody or your family, what would you be doing? What's the most (laughs) random thing that you would be doing? You know, like playing the cello or, I don't know, volunteering in another country
1: now, I'm gonna say this in the most humble way possible. <laughs> money is not an option. <laughs> I know,
4: <laughs> I know that. I
1: know that. I know that. But I'm just saying you're doing something else random in life right now. Okay. Like okay, okay. What would I be I'm doing? Gonna say That's her life. money. she's
3: like she's you living that shit right you didn't now. She's living
1: that life right properties. now. I like. I kind of want to like regular job, like the, like the kind of shit I That's think i That's how is, rich like, you are. Yeah, like I just sometimes I look at like people working and I'm like, that looks kind of fun. Like, oh, oh, hell no, I need no kind of Listen, no, like hear me out. Like, sometimes I kind of look oh, at like, like big corporate offices and see people having like interactions with wh- other colleagues and stuff and think, I would, I would fucking kill that job. Like, I would, like, like a good administrative assistant. That's that's what I would be doing. I would be a bomb wow. ass administrative assistant. I would, I would rock they fucking world. Like, I would, like, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to breathe without me. Like, that's what I would be doing. I would, like, I'd be, like, a bomb-ass secretary. Like, don't you even don't call me the administrative you. assistant. Listen, call me a secretary, not even administrative assistant. I would, like, I would destroy it. That's, that's how I got day.
0: my start. I started as a receptionist.
1: And then, like, mm-hmm. two, three months,
0: operations, just running shit like, nope, you need to be here, you need to do this, nope, you're doing that, nope, nope, nope.
4: Just naturally just telling people what the fuck to do. I'm <laughs> shook. <laughs> She
2: I got so much money. <laughs> get you to say that,
4: yeah. So yeah, she said, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> I thought you would say, I don't know, like a zookeeper or something. I would <laughs> learn know, how to know, surf, surf or something. <laughs> <You're talking laughs> about, I <laughs> want to go to work. That's <laughs> why <what, laughs> <what, laughs> I was to be That's <laughs> there <what, laughs> <what laughs> <I do>. that's why <laughs> She's like, a tourist. A like is a bad talk. <laughs>
0: He's a tourist. All tourists know how to do is
1: work. So I'm not surprised <laughs> at all.
2: Wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, when's your birthday? What's Taurus?
1: When's your birthday? Cinco de Mayo. I oh, I, I had
2: a coworker. Her birthday was Cinco de Mayo. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, I won't forget that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will be, um, that's what I will be doing. Just, like, just in just work and like you ever see those? You ever see those like um those shows where like nobody knows that the person is the boss? You know what I mean? Like under I wouldn't yeah. I I tell nobody. I would just be in there like like packing my lunch, just you know, borrowing money from people and not repaying it. Just I'd <laughs> I would be. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold the twenty
3: dollars till next check. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
2: They're gonna run Aisha out of there. They'll be like, wait, you own this place? You owe me like $150. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.
0: You sharing on the Aries? <laughs> that
3: would be crazy.
0: Me.
1: That'd be me. That'd be me. Oh my gosh.
0: All right, y'all, let's wrap this up. It's been like an hour and a half, I'm sure, on to okay. have some other shit to handle. Okay.
2: Okay. Let me, let me ask the last question. So, so what do you think your biggest accomplishment is
1: so far? I already know what it is. I just want to say it without getting emotional. So my grandma passed about a year ago, her knowing, my grandma never owned a house, never, never, like never owned a property. Her just knowing and seeing like, and she would always ask like, What's going on with your house on Erie Avenue? What's going on with this house? What's going on? She was always so fascinated, would ask me a gazillion questions. And like, I was like, at some time, like, I'd be like, damn, Nana, like, you, you really, like, you're so curious. Like, she would always ask me so many questions about all of my houses, and, and how's LA going? And she was so very interested. Like that, her seeing that, huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huge. That's real. Yep.
4: Wait, I got one more question. If you had a daughter that was 21 right now, fresh out of college, what would be your number one advice to her? Leave these niggas alone. (laughs) That
1: that part, that part. Um, (laughs) Besides that. (laughs) So, I mean, you guys know, you guys know I'm like, I'm like hustle porn, you know what I mean? Which has its pros and cons, you know what I mean? Like, I'm that. I'm on the cusp of that generation of like we walk uphill in the snow, no shoes, um, you know, like so so I'm I'm a part of that generation. Um so I would probably tell her to do it differently. Enjoy yourself, enjoy life. Um, you know, that that comes from the benefit of having a parent who worked incredibly hard and has and has amassed um a legacy for for her. So, you know, I would, I would, I would tell her to enjoy, not that I have any regrets. I don't like, I, like that tweet that I got that so much shit over. Like, I don't right. regret, <laughs> I don't, I don't regret working hard in my 20s. Um, right. But, you know, I'm, everyone's not like me. I, you know, most mm-hmm. people would regret, um, you know, working 60 to 80 hours every single, every single week. And I wouldn't want. Someone else to kind of wake up and have that regret. I don't have that regret. Maybe I will twenty years from now. Like I'm, 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 I'm Gucci right now. I'm, I'm cool with the decisions I made. Um, so I would, um, I would coach her to enjoy herself, and, and and I would of course make sure that she was fully aware of the power of investing and why you invest. And but I would have been instilling that, you know, since she was old enough to listen. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Sure.
0: Uh, when Silas is like fourteen, fifteen, taking interns.
1: I would absolutely take take <laughs> little silence he is the the sweetest and cutest <laughs> thing in the entire world so he has certainly um he certainly has a place here yeah. <laughs> lining him up all right everyone
0: well thank you so much you can follow auntie at uh aisha selden i believe on twitter and instagram what's your website url i don't know if you dropped that
1: so months to millions, my, right? yeah months and millions yeah so you can either buy my book you can hit the amazon link from there and you can book a consult with me all in months and millions
0: perfect thank you so much we're super appreciative of you being here spending time with us dropping game like amazed you even said yes <laughs> Low key. I, yeah. listen, I, listen, I
1: love i love i love all i love all of you ladies so after, we love you great.
4: Of the auntie
0: Aunt so Game much Club
4: right here. <laughs> yes, everyone Girl. check out Aisha.
0: She's honestly like the best. Buy her book, follow her. Definitely book a consult with her to get your shit together. Like we don't right, right. More lightly. We don't me on me on right. Lightly, we don't. Her consult got
3: me on the right track.
1: I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, and I love everything that you guys are doing. Like this is the shit that we need. I like. I feel like everybody should be watching our little section of 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 social media, specifically Twitter. Um, oh, oh! They're gonna
2: write books about us and make movies about everything that we did. I'm, I'm sure of
1: it. Yep. But yeah, on that note, it's where it's did
4: good. you get? Where did you get your hoodie? And what's one of, What's your top three favorite books? Yeah, I need um, that hoodie.
1: So I got this hoodie from um, Mark Lamont Hill has um, a store here in Philly, um, Uncle Bobby's. So I got this from his website, Uncle Bobby's. I think it's UncleBobby's.com. So Mark Le- Mark Lamont Hill is a is a journalist and activist right here from Philadelphia. Um, and has a great bookstore. My favorite books, um, number one, of course, is the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, an absolutely amazing book. Um, second favorite book, probably Sula by Toni Morrison. Um, third, I'll go ahead and give it to the color purple Alice Walker. Nice. None of which are business books, by the way. You're uh, <laughs> right. And I love since that. We're talking, <laughs> since we're talking my favorite books. Those are my favorite books. <laughs>
0: All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Definitely go check out Aisha. She is fam. She's the goat. We love her. We adore her. And we will talk to you next week.
3: Bye. 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 See y'all. Bye.